Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! What a beautiful afternoon here at the frat house as I bring you another Frat House Saturday here on Fan Junkies Radio Network. I am your host, Frat House Mike. And uh, as always, I thank you all for uh, joining me here, uh, particularly this afternoon at our new time, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Time, and that's the time that I'll be coming to you every Saturday during our spring and summer months. So I thank you all for jumping in with me here uh, this afternoon for a little bit of sports talk, whatever's on your mind. And if you've got something on your mind, the number to reach me at is 347-237-5373. Anything at all on your mind, I don't care what team, I don't care what sport. If you've got something you want to talk about, you want to throw out there, something maybe perhaps you're a little bit annoyed about or whatever, hey, that's what I'm here for. Uh, I'm your sounding board. Give me a call. Let's uh, take a look at... Uh, our, our regular feature, uh, what happened in uh, sports uh, this day, in the history of sports. And uh, this one's going to please my buddies up there at Sports Blaga. My buddies John Leary and Scott Blooney over there at our Sports Blaga website and our Sports Blaga radio program that's right here on Fan Junkies Radio Network on Thursday afternoons at 1 o'clock. Because I'm going to remember one of their own. I'm going to go back 43 years ago uh, today to 1970. And I'm going to pull out one of their Boston Bruins, and that's that Bobby Orr of the Boston Bruins. He became the first defenseman. Ah, you hear that? Defenseman to win the NHL's scoring title. All right, there you go, John and Scott. I hope you uh, appreciate my little shout-out to you guys up there in Boston. Uh, let's get around and uh, run around here real quick, take a look at what's going on in some of our leagues. Uh, this is our first Frat House Saturday where, hey, we've actually got real legitimate baseball in the mix. Uh, this isn't preseason stuff. This is Hey, these games are actually starting to count now. Huh? Hey, you like that? Uh, we do have a couple of 1 o'clock games, uh, which will be getting underway uh, shortly. The uh, Boston Red Sox uh, have uh, paid a visit to the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, that'll be going on shortly. The Nationals are in Cincinnati to take on the Reds. The Seattle Mariners are out in Chicago to take on the White Sox. And uh, the Marlins are up there at City Field in New York uh, to take on the New York Mets. Uh, that's, uh, those are our early games uh, that will be taking place. And those are all like 1 o'clock starts thereabouts. Um, so those are our early games that will be taking place uh, in Major League Baseball. Of course, uh, wow, 
full, you know, we're we're at the very beginning of the season. So you got a full slate of games today on a Saturday afternoon here for Major League Baseball. But those are the early games, uh, one o'clock. Uh, if we go over to the NHL, we do have a couple of games that will be taking place in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, 3 o'clock, we've got the uh, Philadelphia Flyers and the Winnipeg Jets uh, going at it. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks will be going at the uh, uh, Predators. Uh, at 4 o'clock, you'll have the Edmonton Oilers and the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Uh, and those are our NHL early games. Those are the early games. Uh, again, we do have games that all going on right through uh, the evening uh, this evening. Uh, let's not forget there is still an NCAA tournament going on. I, I know many of you probably have forgotten because perhaps maybe your bracket looks like mine. Uh, mine, I think, is in the fireplace already. But um, uh, so, but we still have we still have three games remaining. Uh, we're down to the final four, and uh, the. Final four games, the two final four games, will be played today. Uh, you've got the number nine seed, Wichita State Shockers, uh, going up against the number one seed, the remaining number one seed in the uh, NCAA tournament, the Louisville Cardinals. Tip-off for that is at 6.09, and that will be carried on CBS. Immediately following that on CBS will be our two number fours, the Syracuse Orange will be going up against the Michigan Wolverines, and the tip-off for that is scheduled at about 8.50 thereabouts on CBS. So still three games remaining in the NCAA tournament. No point in uh, you know throwing the towel in completely on that. I think you've got a couple of good matchups here. I'm certainly pulling for Michigan, although I did not have them in my bracket. I'm certainly pulling for Michigan. I pull against anybody uh, against Jim Beheim and the Syracuse Orange. Um and while you gotta uh, you got to appreciate what the Wichita, uh, Wichita State Shockers have done so far in this tournament, uh, I don't know. i gotta, I got to kind of be rooting for Rick Pitino and the Louisville Cardinals. So we'll see how that goes. I, I, I think it's entirely possible, I really do, with the momentum that Wichita has been playing with, uh, I think it is entirely possible that Wichita could uh, upset them. However, uh, as my good buddy uh, uh, Jim Williams pointed out on our, our Monday Fan Junkies uh, program, uh, the whole element of Kevin Ware and the fact that uh, the Cardinals probably are going to be pulling for him, uh, that might be just a bit more uh, than they can overcome. So uh, anyhow, those two games still uh, to come yet in the NCAA tournament. Championship game is scheduled uh, of the winner of those two. Uh, the final championship game will be taking place on Monday. Okay, and so that's what we have going on around the leaks. Three four seven two three seven five three seven three. Momentarily, I'm going to be bringing to you this week's edition of Five Minutes at the Frat House, as I usually do. This will be the audio rebroadcast, and uh, this will be number eighty-three that I will be bringing to you. Eighty-three weeks in a row, all right? That we've been doing Five Minutes at the Frat House, and you'll hear in this one. Uh, it's actually quite amusing. Because uh, you're going to find out in this one uh, that the show gets off the rails early and often. <laughs> uh, and to give you just a little bit of background on it, uh, yes, we do have a format to Five Minutes at the Frat House. There's an outline that both Sidekick and I follow. Uh, and we know where we're going uh, in, in, in our chat and in our conversations. 
but uh, frequently a lot of it is unscripted, uh, completely unscripted. It's the concept when we first started it was we basically wanted two guys sitting around just chatting about sports, all sports, all the time, any sport, any team. And uh, I think we've accomplished that very, very well in the 83 weeks. And I think this one is a perfect example of it. As like I said, it gets off the rails early and often, as you're going to hear. Now, if you, you know, I really, and I encourage this all the time, go out and actually view the video, because it is a video production. Go out and view the video of Five Minutes at the Frat House. Uh, and you can find those over at YouTube. If you go there, type in Five Minutes at the Frat House, you'll get all of our productions. Or you can go over to our website, which is frathousesports.net, and you can find them there as well. Uh, but you're going to want to, you, you, frequently you do want to see them, because uh, you miss there are many things you do miss in the audio rebroadcast. But I'm going to be bringing that to you in just a couple of moments. A couple of things for you to just uh, think about and chew on, I guess, uh, if, in fact, you wanted to jump in and give me a holler at 347-237-5373. Um, a couple of things I thought I would throw out there. Um, collegiate sports. Uh, let's take a look real quick at the whole Rutgers University issues that have taken place. You know, it occurred to me uh, this morning as I was sitting here preparing for this program. You know, a week ago, I don't think anybody, with perhaps maybe the exception of diehard Rutgers fans, could have even named for you who the men's basketball coach was. I don't think anybody in this country could have named who Rutgers University's basketball coach. They couldn't name him by name. There's no way. But now everybody knows who Mike Rice is. Thanks to uh, a whole load of different videos that came out showing him uh, and his abusive behavior toward his own players uh, during practice times. That ultimately got him fired uh, on, I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday, and within 24 hours thereafter, just yesterday, uh, the athletic director himself was fired as well, who apparently became aware of these videos uh, about four or five months ago, uh, and had taken some action against Mike Rice. Uh, he had, in fact, suspended him for a number of games. I forget if it was two or three, uh, and fined him up to $50,000. So it wasn't as if the administration had completely looked the other way, but I think the feeling was that, in fact, had the athletic director seen these, the obvious thing to have done would have been to potentially fire Mike Rice, and I think that that's probably why the athletic director himself was removed, because the thinking was that while the athletic director did have some uh, reprimand and punishment, I suppose, if you want to call it that, for Mike Rice, and he did make a move, the, it, the move wasn't firm enough. Now, you know, this is all just too reminiscent, I suppose, albeit I've been hesitant to go here in the past number of days, and directly make comparisons of this particular incident to the incident that we just witnessed about 18 months ago at Penn State, because I think the severity of the two issues are completely different. So I hesitate to necessarily make a comparison, except from the standpoint that we have to wonder, in fact, you know, uh, how many of our institutions, and God knows it's far more than just two, how many of our institutions have completely lost sight of what their mission is? 
How many have completely traded in the concepts of academics and academia for athletics? And that's a sad, sad uh, editorial. Christine Brennan, uh, who is a very good columnist, I frequently read her over at USA Today, uh, had a column yesterday, and I just wanted to read two paragraphs from it because I think uh, she summed it up quite well. The Penn State scandal occurred not even a year and a half ago. The Rutgers news exploded this week. Who's next? We know there is a next. We know there is another big-time program waiting to self-destruct as soon as the light of day shines on its transgressions. Will huge athletic departments ever learn? Furthermore, will universities and their power-grabbing presidents ever admit that they are so beholden to their big-time sports programs that they've completely lost their way? Wow. And I think that's the question that we all need to be asking about collegiate sports. Listen, I'm as big a collegiate sport fan as anybody. I sit here in the fall and watch my collegiate uh, football, and I sit here in the late uh, uh, winter and early spring and watch my collegiate basketball. I enjoy collegiate sports, but somewhere along the line, we have lost our complete sight. And, you know, to blame specifically the institutions or the people running these institutions, I don't think necessarily goes far enough. I think we as fans have something to do and some blame to have to carry with all of this. We, in many respects, by supporting these programs and making them bigger than life, we, in in many respects, have helped to promote and grow these programs to the extent that they now have a life of their own, to the extent that they no longer are part of an institution, but in many cases are the institution. The Rutgers situation. Any thoughts on that? 347-237-5373. I was mentioning to somebody the other day that, uh, you know, it's interesting in this, uh, you know, world of information technology and how things have changed so dramatically. (laughs) My gosh, particularly in my own lifetime, just in the past uh, 35 years or so. Uh, how I've adapted uh, to the information technology world to the extent that, uh, you know, I get almost all of my information nowadays through online periodicals. I haven't purchased a newspaper and I couldn't begin to tell you how long. I get almost all of my uh, daily updates in sports and what have you from going to places like USA Today online, uh, Yahoo Sports, uh, you know, everything is online. Everything that I, I pick up and I read, uh, I'm, I'm getting online nowadays. And I've just adapted to that very easily. However, there is still one that I have to get, and I can't explain it why. I, 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 I guess it's just, a, you know, it goes back to my youth. But there's still one that I have to get physically. I have to have a hard copy of, and that's my weekly Sports Illustrated. And in fact, I get really, really perturbed. Uh, when, in fact, for some reason or another, my mail person doesn't deliver it on time, or I don't get it at all. And I'm not talking about the swimsuit issue, folks. I really don't give a darn about that one. Uh, it's, it's my regular ones. I, I have to have a physical copy of Sports Illustrated. And so I got my uh, one from last week, which has been sitting here, and I, had a, I, I haven't had a chance to, to really go through it. And that's their annual baseball preview issue. And so I took some time this morning, uh, again, in preparation for this program, 
to go through uh, their baseball preview. I think they do a very, very good job with it, and I use it as a reference uh, every single year for whatever I might be doing, whether I'm writing articles or doing some sort of broadcast. They do a nice job with this. They break each team down. They take a look at the acquisitions they got in the offseason, take a look at where the team is. And then, of course, they go and they make their predicts on uh, where the divisions are going to end up and, in fact, where the, uh, you know, how the playoffs are going to play out. And they make their early season predicts on where Major League Baseball is going to go. And so I'm going to throw these out there for you just uh, as something to give some thought to because there are a couple here that I really, really had to take some exception with. Uh, on their predicts with uh, regard to the American League, um, Sports Illustrated has got it lining up this way in the end uh, in the AL East. They've got the Tampa Bay Rays winning the East. Huh? The Tampa Bay Rays? Uh, they've got the Toronto Blue Jays, that team that made so many moves uh, in the offseason. Uh, they got the Tampa, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays coming in second. The New York Yankees, a sagging, aging, uh, <laughs> absolutely dysfunctional New York Yankees team. They've got them coming in third. They got the Baltimore Orioles in fourth, and the Boston Red Sox in fifth. Uh, what do you make of that one? The AL East. AL Central, they've got the Detroit Tigers uh, winning the Central. They've got the Kansas City Royals coming in second place. The Chicago White Sox in third. Cleveland Indians in fourth. And the Minnesota Twins in fifth. I don't have much of an issue with that one. I think that that is probably uh, right on. And, you know, I've been saying for some time now, the Kansas City Royals, I believe that they are an improved team. I believe they're going to be a sleeper team. I don't know if they're necessarily going to make the playoffs this year, but I would say that they're going to make some noise and they could do some damage. So watch the Kansas City Royals. I'm making an early predict on that one. Over in the AL West, they've got the uh, Anaheim Angels winning uh, the uh, division. They've got the Texas Rangers coming in second, the Oakland A's in third, Seattle Mariners in fourth, and then the uh, brand-new Houston Astros uh, coming in fifth. Again, I agree with their lineup there pretty much in the AL West. It's the AL East where I've got a bit of a problem. Uh, I don't see the Rays coming in first. Uh, I believe it's going to be a two-team uh, race between the uh, Baltimore Orioles and the Toronto Blue Jays is where, I, is where I actually see that. And I see the Yankees potentially coming in fourth or fifth. Let's take a look at where they've got the National League coming in. In the NL East, they've got the Washington Nationals winning the East, the Braves coming in second, the Phils in third, the Mets in fourth, and the Miami Marlins in fifth. And that is pretty much where I have that division coming down as well. That's my home division with my Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the only difference I make there is that I have been hedging my bet on whether it's going to be the Phils in third and the Mets in fourth, or vice versa, whether it's going to be the Mets in third and the Phillies in fourth. Uh, but uh, they've got the Phillies winning 80, 82 games uh, and losing 80. I've actually got the Phillies uh, not even winning 81 games, uh, and that would probably put them in fourth place. Over in the NL Central, they've got the Cincinnati Reds winning the Central. St. Louis Cardinals coming in second. The Brewers coming in third. Pittsburgh Pirates in fourth, and the Chicago Cubs in fifth. Uh, I believe that that's uh, where I had my lineup as well, pretty much. Uh, the Reds winning it, I had the Reds winning it, and the Cardinals coming in second. Um, 
there might have been a bit of a discrepancy there between what they've got uh, between the Cubs and the Pirates on, on the, how I had them ordered. But that's pretty much exactly the same. In the NL West, they've got the uh, San Francisco Giants winning the West. L.A. Dodgers coming in second. Arizona Diamondbacks in third. San Diego Padres in fourth. And the Colorado Rockies in fifth. Uh, I'm, I'm going to depart from them on that one. I've got the Dodgers winning the West. Now, when they go to the playoffs, they have the two uh, wildcard teams in the American League would be the Toronto Blue Jays and the Texas Rangers. In the National League, they have the Los Angeles Dodgers and the uh, Atlanta Braves. They have the uh, Blue Jays winning the wildcard game. Blue Jays playing the Angels in the division series. The Rays playing the Tigers in the division series. In the National League, they've got the Nationals playing the Dodgers and the Reds playing the Giants. And of those, they've got the championship series games. The AL championship series would be the Tampa Bay Rays beating the Toronto Blue Jays. In the National League, they've got the Nationals beating the Reds. And they've got the Nationals and the Tampa Bay Rays going up against each other in the World Series with the Nationals winning the World Series. Now, that's a bit of a departure from what I had in my early predicts. And again, my predicts I made way back on like February 7th. I think I talked a little bit about them on last week's Frat House Saturday here. Uh, I talked a little bit about it, I believe, uh, then. Uh, and uh, I've got the uh, Angels winning the American League in the championship series and going to play the Nationals in the World Series. And I've got the Angels actually winning the World Series. So, any thoughts on the SI report here and their early predicts? Uh, do they differ from what yours might be? Uh, did they miss a team in there that perhaps maybe you think um, should be there that they don't have represented? 347-237-5373. There you have it. Those are my two thoughts for today. If you want to make a comment about those, I'd be more than happy to take your comments at any time. I'm going to be playing for you, however, in a couple of moments here. Uh, Frat House, five minutes at the Frat House, number 83. All right. Um, Again, you can find uh, our videos over at YouTube. Uh, Go in there, type in five minutes at the Frat House. You'll find them all. Again, this one is number 83 if you want to look for it specifically. Or you can go over to um, our website, which is frathousesports.net. And you can find them there as well. All right. Now, while I'm playing this, uh, I I will not be taking any calls at that particular time. However, um, once the uh, rebroadcast has finished airing, I will come back on. And if at that point you have anything on your mind at all, I'd be more than happy to take your calls at that point. Uh, So, uh, uh, and I I can stick around here with you, you know, for uh, a little bit past the 2 o'clock hour if need. If you have something on your mind, I'd be more than happy to take the call. And I can hang around with you for a little bit past the 2 o'clock hour. That's not a problem. All right. So let me bring to you right now our uh, weekly edition of 5 Minutes at the Pratt House, number 83. Welcome back to another 5 Minutes at the Pratt House as we're welcoming in April and the opening of the Major League Baseball season, along with Fred House Mike and Sidekick. And before we jump into everything here tonight, uh, Sidekick, let me ask you, 
uh, with April here upon us now, uh, and it's actually starting to feel like a new season, uh, what are you most looking forward to checking out this, uh, this week? And I'm going to give you a couple of choices. Are you looking forward to checking out some action from your St. Louis Cardinals? Would that be one? Would it be this week's race at Martinsville? Could it be the concluding games of the NCAA tournament? Or are you looking forward to WrestleMania? I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. Yeah, that is a kidding? violation. That is an kidding? upright violation. Oh, my goodness. It? It's WrestleMania. <laughs> it's once a year. I mean, we have a big shindig here at the, here at the frat house. That's the only reason I come. That's the only yeah. reason I'm participating at all is for the shindig. Yeah. Oh, my I mean, goodness. It's a, big, it's a big throwdown. Is for everybody us. just hear the things that I ra- I listed off there? And that. Uh, all right, let's jump right well, wait, 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 hold on. Let's look at it real quick. Let's look okay, at it real okay, quick. Okay, all right. My NCAA bracket's busted. I don't have anybody in the Final Four. So, really, as far as I'm concerned at this point now, you know, why okay, am I watching? Right, so, NCAA is out of me. So, Martinsville, man. Yeah, but there's a there's a fall Martinsville race, and the season's just beginning. So I've got a for 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 MLB. So I got a whole season to watch the Cardinals. <laughs> WrestleMania's once a year. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's jump. Right. <laughs> let's start off the season with a bit of motorsports uh, action, which we haven't seen in the past couple of weeks. I'm actually going to switch things up just a little bit, and I'm going to. Throw out a bit of a reminder for NHRA. Let me uh, open up with that. And as I said, uh, boy, they, they haven't raced in, uh, actually, I, I think it's actually been three weeks. Um, but here we go. Friday, starting Friday, uh, we can catch all the action, qualifying action, and then finals action on Saturday and Sunday out at the uh, strip at Las Vegas uh, Motor Speedway uh, with the SummitRacing.com uh, Nationals. Uh, and this is the fourth Nationals on uh, the schedule for this year. Yep. And I was going to say, for those of us, for those of you watching at home, keep an eye out for Robert Height this weekend. He's got, yep. yep. He's got three victories at the Strip mm-hmm. in Funny Car. He's the only Funny Car racer to have multiple wins at the Strip. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that would be a good one for John Forrest Racing because gosh knows they need one. Um now, you can catch the finals uh, of this, albeit uh, it's, it's a bit late, um, as it's taped late on Sunday over uh, at ESPN2 at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Or if you don't get that and you just happen to miss it, well, hey, then all the more reason to be checking in with us next week at this time uh, to get the recap because you know we'll be bringing it. So you'll be able to tune into that right after we get done watching WrestleMania. You know, I was actually hoping it was going to be on simultaneously so that I could have something. I could have something <laughs> to to enjoy at that particular time on one of the other viewing capabilities we have around here. Uh, while we're on uh, motorsports, NASCAR resumes again after a week off as we enter uh, race number six. Yep. And uh, again, just as a reminder, there's our leaderboard from last week. Uh, take note, Dale Jr. at the top of the list, followed by our Spring Cup defending champion, Brad Kozlowski. This week, we head down to Virginia to the uh, to that tight half-mile oval at Martinsville Speedway. Tight, very tight. You know, I was checking out our show from a year ago at this time last night, and we were on that show from a year ago. We were talking about the conclusion of this race. Mm-hmm. Those turns are ridiculously tight for being a half-mile short track. I mean, we've mm-hmm. talked about some other short tracks, but this one's... I don't know. It, well, well, you can bring me, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on that. It just seems much tighter around the turn. But you got to wonder at this point 
How many eyes are going to be on that Penske uh, Racing's number 22 driven by Joey Logano uh, following the wreck that uh, he was involved in two weeks ago with former teammate Denny Hamlin, uh, in which now Hamlin is, is out, uh, fractured vertebrae, until at least April 27th at Richmond International Raceway. So when you consider all the factors that uh, I've just brought up here, the short track, the bumping and running that goes on at Martinsville, the bad blood between some of these drivers, I gotta ask you, sidekick. Do we put Joey Logano on our fantasy team? Is that would that be advisable this this, this week? <laughs> Not on my roster. What recommendations do you have for us? All right, so we're going to Martinsville this weekend. The paperclip. <laughs> All right, so rosters for this week. Uh, got some big names this week. We're gonna start off Jimmy Johnson. Uh, he was looking to win this race. Uh, last year in the uh, this particular race, spring race, uh, before Clint Boyer, if you remember, took yes. out both him and uh, Jeff Gordon. Uh, Johnson did go ahead to win the fall race. He has seven wins here, average of uh, average finish of fifth. Mm -hmm. uh, he's twenty seven seventy five on the roster. Definitely recommend Jimmy Johnson this week. Okay, I'm going to go with his teammate Jeff Gordon. Ooh. Jeff Gordon has. 25 top fives here, seven wins as well, mm -hmm. um, and he was running second last year in this race, again, be before Clint Boyer uh, went and took them both out. Mm -hmm. uh, he's running, uh, he's 24.75 okay. on the roster. Third, I'm going to add the other name I've been mentioning so far, Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer has a seven-race streak of top tens on short tracks. Uh, he's going for 26-25 uh -huh. on the roster. Uh, now, we're down kind of the bottom feeders. I'm going to – you want to keep an eye on the number 51. Uh, this week it's going to be Rick, Regan Smith uh, from Phoenix Racing. They're the little team that could. Right. Uh, they've been running three different drivers this season, and they're sitting ninth in the owner's points. So they've actually been able to, you know, string some good some good runs in. So he's only 950 on – so, great bargain there. And then, one of your favorite drivers, Eric Amarola, mm -hmm. he swept top tens last season at Martinsville uh, with a eighth-place finish in the spring and a fourth-place finish in the fall. Mm. Uh, and he's running uh, 1650, which rounds out your roster at 99.75. Wow. And reminder, as Mike already alluded to, for those, get Denny... If you have Denny Hamlin on your roster, get him off your roster because he's out. Yep. Uh, this he week, said, Mark Martin's filling in for him this week, right. and then it's going to be Brian Vickers until he comes back. Right. Now, Denny is saying that he anticipates being back for Richmond. That's his anticipation. Apparently, a lot of the doctors are actually amazed that he's able to get around right now without a heck of a lot of discomfort. Uh, apparently, he was being interviewed. He's at Martinsville, believe it or not, this weekend. So. All right, there you have it. Racing uh, this weekend at Martinsville. You catch it all uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock over on Fox. Major League Soccer. Let's uh, a couple yep. of matches uh, this past uh, week, uh, Sidekick. Uh, yep, you had a couple of matches. How about a quick MLS update for us real quick? Well, there's a, there's only been one change uh, in, the, in, the, in the top two, yeah. for, the two for the two conferences. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, we've got uh, the Montreal Impact. Uh, they're sitting at 12 points. They're 4-1. and one. Uh, and then here's the change. The Houston Dynamo mm -hmm. uh, have moved up. Uh, they're at nine points. They're three and one. 
And in the Western Conference, we have uh, it's remained the same. We have uh, FC Dallas with 12 points. They're four and one. And then Chivas is uh, 10 points, three one and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Union uh, played the New York Red Bulls this weekend, lost two to one. Yep. And they've got a game coming up Saturday in Columbus against the Columbus Crew, who are two one and one. And that's at 5 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah. So they're right now. The uh, Union are in fifth place in the East. Yes. With a 500 record, uh, they played that game in New York this past week. Is that right? Yes. So they've been on the road now for two weeks in a row. Yep. Okay. They coming home next week? Uh, I got to look. Probably. Later, sure. Okay. Most likely. All right. Well, we'll see where things stand uh, next week at this time uh, in Major League Soccer. As I had uh, already pointed out uh, as we started the show, Major League Baseball kicks off on Sunday. Kind of a it's kind of a joke. Uh, we're going to start it on Sunday. I mean, it was just one game. Uh, as the new the new American League Houston Astros, new to the American League, but not a new Houston Astros team. All right, M- make no mistake, it's still the same team, uh, same pitiful team, uh, and the Texas Rangers. That was the first game on Sunday. All the other teams uh, really got moving on Monday, and so obviously we are very very early in the season uh, with most teams uh, just getting in about three games right now under their belts uh, at this point. So. You know, question, early season surprises? I, listen, I don't know. I mean, Boston Red Sox right now are 2-0, and uh, while the Toronto Blue Jays are 0-2. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, Seattle Mariners, 2-1. Uh, Arizona, 2-1, uh, while the Dodgers are 1-2. I don't know. It, it, bottom line is this. None of this makes any difference whatsoever. I mean, it's way too early. Uh, we're just a few days in. Uh, but let's get you on the record side. I was going to say, are you ready to hit the panic well, button no, with, with your 0-2 fills? No, I'm absolutely not ready to hit any panic buttons at all. 0-2 fills, I'm not worried about it. There's some nagging question marks I think a lot of us fans have about Roy Holiday in particular mm-hmm. after what we saw from him last evening, um, where just three and one-third inning, that was all he had in 95 pitches. Not a very good outing at all. Albeit he did something that was historical, in striking out nine of ten batters in three innings. That has never been done in the history of baseball, believe it or not. So even even a poor Roy Halladay is still setting records, amazingly. Uh, but let's get you on the record. Uh, yep. Where do your, uh, your St. Louis Cardinals, where do you think they come in in the Central come the end of the season? Um, well, you know, the, the Cardinals historically always start off slow. They're they're your your boys. They're more your boys of summer. Mm-hmm. They they always typically make that run towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they usually start heating up late July, August when the temperatures really get hot. Um, so you know, right now we're sitting one and two. Uh, you know, I'm not like you. I'm not really. You know, it's a long season. I'm not you know ready to hit the panic button or anything yet. Um, so we'll you know we'll let the season wind out a little bit and we'll. Yeah, well, you don't want to give us a predict on whether they're are they going to win uh, the central or? Hey, yeah, that's a good question. question. I, you know, well, you uh, you I, know, I, I'm 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 usually a realist about you know where my teams are going to be. I don't you know now the Cardinals past couple of years I've always you know I kind of yeah it's almost like a shoe and yeah they're going to take the central. Uh, do can they take the central? I I think they can take the central. I think they can take it. Yeah. Um, you know, will they? Yeah, I think there's a good shot at it. Okay. But I'm not ready to, you know, proclaim them as, you know, the the heir apparent to the Central this season. Okay. 
jump over to the East real, real quick. I'm going to mm-hmm. put you on the spot with the East. Who wins East? Um, you know, honestly, I'm thinking the Nationals are nice. still. I think they they're still looking good. Okay, West in the NL. Yeah, NL West. Ooh. You got Dodgers. You got San Francisco Giants. I don't. I you know I maybe the I think maybe the Giants. Okay. I don't know. Not quite sure where the Dodgers are fitting in right now. Okay. With with all the changes, you know. All right, so we'll have to... maybe the St. Louis Cardinals in the Central. I'll put you down as a maybe on that. Yeah. The Nationals in the East. Uh, Giants probably in the in the West. Yeah. Okay, I won't put you on the spot anymore. Put you on notes. I'll hit you with the American League next week. We'll put you on the spot with the American League next week. I don't like confrontations. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell you right now, AL East Orioles. Okay. Well, we're going to compare ours, because I've, I've been on record now since the beginning of February, mine. My predictions are up on fradhousesports.net. That's where you can find them. I haven't got a brain. <laughs> since the, I don't know about that. I've been there since uh, the beginning of February. You can go over and check it out over on fradhousesports.net. All right. Well, would, so this, would this be similar to your proclaiming Duke as the national champion in NCAA? Well, your head ain't made of straw, you know. Uh, You know, you're just feeling real good because you did you you beat me in fan in uh, fantasy football this year. That's what it's all going back to. But let's not forget who did okay the year before. You know, and I'm not last place. That in in the NCAA bracket. No. That is reserved yeah. for your co-host, Mr. Jonathan Raggett, who is sitting currently in last place in the NCAA okay. bracket. Listen, talking about the NCAA, let's jump over to the tournament real quick. As we are now down to just three games remaining in the tourney, uh, as we've got the Final Four in place. Uh, and just for the record, my bracket, gone. Yeah, so it's mine. <laughs> in fact, I was contemplating burning it here on the set. I've burnt other things on this set before. I was contemplating yeah. burning it, but... I was yeah. a little worried that, that, you know, the bracket was a little bit larger than a flyer symbol that I burnt the last time I burned something. Uh, so but, how are you flyers doing? <laughs> uh, we're we're going to talk about that. Uh, you you want to talk about that, really? You want to talk hockey? Um, so uh, my bracket is gone thanks to the surprise losses from uh, Ohio State Buckeyes, the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, and the Indiana Hoosiers, who I think probably a lot of brackets we could hear it from here at the frat house on Sunday. A lot of brackets crumbling. Um, I threw the Duke Blue Devils into the mix uh, as a surprise. You know, look, I know they weren't favored to beat Louisville. Uh, but truly, when you take a look at that matchup, it really could have gone either way. Look, you're talking about Duke against Louisville. That one could have gone either way. You know, that was a number one against the number two. So I know, you know, some people would say and, and dispute me and go, well, Duke's not a surprise. I, no, I got you. But uh, now we only have one number one seed remaining uh, in the tournament, and that's the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, with the final four schedule now for Saturday, Louisville will go up against number nine Wichita State Shockers. Uh, tip off for that is at 6 p.m., uh, and that'll be followed by the matchups of two number fours, the Michigan Wolverines uh, against the Syracuse Orange. Uh, you have anybody remaining in your bracket? What did you did you? No, you I'm gone completely you're busted. You're, you're, you're I'm, but I'm riding the shocker train now. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, Nobody's uh, perfect. 
Oh, just for mor- mor- morale thing? Is that what it is? You're just you're on there. Well, I do. You know, I you don't have, obviously you don't have them in the bracket. You say no, 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 no. It's, okay. Yeah, it's a morale thing. Okay. I mean, I do have. You know, I I have cousins and family from Wichita. Hmm. Um, you know, from that area. My uncle. Uh, you've heard me mention my uh, my cousin Jeff, mm-hmm. who lives in San Francisco now, right. and that. Um, so they're they're all back in Wichita. So okay. you know it's you know for as a morale thing now I'm you know I'm gonna go. The, I guess the, the homer. Okay. Yeah. I'm rooting for anybody that can beat Syracuse. Oh all yeah, right. well, that's listen, it. Listen, we thought uh, that uh, it'd be a good time right now to bring in one of our our, our good sports analyst buddies and find out whether he's got anyone left in his bracket. Uh, and we had that conversation with him uh, earlier this evening. And uh, we're going to bring that one to you right now. Okay, well, we want to welcome in one of our many uh, sports analysts on everything sports, a guy uh, who helped me out this past Monday by pinch hitting on short notice as my co-host on Fan Junkies Radio, The Voice, Jim Williams. (laughs) Thanks for joining us tonight, Jim. Thanks for having me, Mike and Sidekick. Much appreciated. No, we, we, we love having you on. Listen, uh, we were just wrapping up. Uh, just before we had you on, we were wrapping up where the NCAA tournament stands at this point. Uh, with just three games remaining, uh, I've got a quick quick question for you. Do you have anybody left in your bracket? I think I have Louisville in my final four, and okay. that's about the size of it because Indiana made my bracket go boom. Yeah, yeah. well, like I got, I was saying before, I've got absolutely no one. Uh, it, there is no one left inside of mine. Uh, now, listen, what do you make of these uh, final four matchups? Let's start it off with uh, Louisville and Wichita State. Wichita, I guess, would have to be considered, uh, I guess, kind of the Cinderella. Uh, but let me ask you, do you think they have enough to knock off Rick Pitino's uh, Cardinals. Well, I mean, the, the uh, and I say lowest seed, quote-unquote, because it's really the highest-numbered seed, and that has ever won a national championship in the modern era is Villanova in 1985. So this would be the Villanova of this generation. Right. Can they beat Louisville? Absolutely, positively not. Uh, wow. Put it this way. I'm a big momentum guy, uh, and I believe that the whole Kevin Ware thing, they're going to rally around that will the Cardinals of Louisville. And I think they win this game by at least 15 points. They are just a more complete team. They want it more. They're home in Kevin Ware's backyard. Book them, Dano, into the championship game. Yeah, great point. Uh, you know, if it weren't for the Ware thing, I might actually say, though, that Wichita would potentially have a, a, a shot at it. Um, prior to the Ware thing, they would have had a puncher's chance. At yeah. best, they have a jabber's chance. And as you know in boxing, jabbers don't win fights. Right. Now, over on the other side, where many thought that it might have been Indiana against, uh, you know, Kansas, instead what we've got is we've got two number fours with Michigan against uh, Syracuse. Now, the last time I checked it, uh, uh, maize and blue mixed, uh, it it doesn't give you orange. Uh, What are your thoughts on that one? This is going to be an interesting matchup. It's uh, Michigan going up against the 2-3 zone that Syracuse brings to the table. The X factor to me is Mitch McGarry. Can he pull out another 21-point performance like he had earlier in the tournament? Right. I'm inclined to actually say yes. I think Michigan can get by the 2-3 zone that Bayheim puts up. Yep. It'll be a tooth-and-nail battle, but I think Michigan gets back to the championship game in their first Final Four appearance since Chris Webber yep. did one of these. I, I would agree. Yeah, you know, and I'll tell you, I, I, don't have anybody, I don't have anybody left in my bracket, but at least it would make that, that championship yep. game interesting for me. 
Yeah, mine's done. Yeah. Let's switch yeah. gears. Let's switch gears real quick. Go over to Major League Baseball. It started up uh, again this past week. We've only got about three games in under our belt for most teams. Uh, any what, any early surprises that you're looking at, Jim? I mean, is there anything that you see? And I know it's very, very early. You know, it's it, we're, we're two to three games in by the time we're recording this broadcast. Right. Um, too early to say any surprises, but I'll tell you what I'm looking for, too, if you want me to go backwards. Mm-hmm. A couple surprises I'm looking towards. I'll try to be as quick as I can. If Cleveland can contend this year in the American League Central, that will be a surprise because Terry Francona and Philadelphia had no one to coach. Right. In Boston, he had everybody and their sister to coach and had plenty of talent. This is kind of in between. If he can get this team into the American League Central playoff conversation, that'll be a pleasant surprise. Another pleasant surprise I'm looking out for, well, let's see. I'd have to go to, uh, I'd stay in the American League, mm-hmm. and I would say, well, let's see. In, in the American League West, I think it's going to be the most competitive division. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be uh, kind of cynical here, though, but if, if the Astros win more than 50 games, I will be pleasantly surprised <laughs> in the American League West. I, can I be honest? That team is run like a double-A baseball team. The entire, the entire payroll of the Astros is less yeah. than what Alex Rodriguez is making on the bench because of PED use and injuries this season. It's, it's ridiculous. I feel sorry for the folks in Houston. Yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, nothing surprises me. You Darvish near a perfect game, yeah. one out of way earlier this week. Right. Not shocking at all. Right. I mean, who's facing the Astros? I could throw a no-hitter against them. You could throw a no-hitter sidekick. Yep. Let me get you in on it real quick, uh, Phil's hit, uh, Jim, yeah. uh, because I know you're a fellow Phillies fan. Roy Holiday, mm-hmm. uh, after last uh, evening's uh, first game, uh, he's looking at, at this point right now, a 13.50 ERA uh, on six hits last night, five earned runs, three walks, two home runs, but nine strikeouts in only three and one-third innings pitched. It's never been done before in Major League Baseball. What's wrong with this picture? Jim, I said picture, not pitcher. Yeah, I understand, but I think <laughs> you may have well said pitcher to a certain extent. Yep. What it, what it comes down to is his fastball is not his ammo pitch anymore. Right. His cutter isn't working. He's got to learn to adapt, and that's, he's in that transition phase right now. The best pitchers learn to adapt as they get older. They get more reliant on the curveball, the slider, the changeup. He's going to have to rework himself and realize his 92, 93, 94 mile an hour fastball is going to be clocked more like in the upper 80s at best. He's going to have to get the slow cheese going if he wants to keep his career on track and, as such, keep the Phillies worth talking about this season. So, at this point right now, he's still a work in progress. I don't think anybody's really willing to say that he's done, but it's, uh, it's, it's looking like it's, uh, it, it's worrisome, to yeah. say the least. I'm, I'm not worried about Hamels after his opening day start. Cliff Lee. A little question mark here or there. Right. Uh, but Holiday is the X factor, ultimately. If he can keep this team competitive, oh, and if the offense could actually hit yeah. for him, yeah. what a freaking concept that would be, yeah. then maybe the Phillies will be in the discussion for a wild card spot. Right now I have him at best a third-place team. I agree. Yep. All right, Jim. WrestleMania 29. <laughs> yeah, all right. Something, something, now, something we can actually talk about. <laughs> oh boy! So, so we've got uh, you know, so we we've got the card. It's uh, John Cena against The Rock. Oh God! For the championship match. That's uh, awesome. We've got uh, Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. That'll be a good match. Um, we've got take. We've got the streak versus the best in the world. 
you know, Taker versus CM Punk. Uh, we found out today that uh, Living Color will be opening, will be playing CM Punk's theme. Uh, oh, the personality. Yep. Awesome. One of my favorite songs. Um, but what the question I have is actually farther down in the card. So I was listening yeah. to Opie and Anthony this morning, and they had Chris Jericho on. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the angle he's working uh, with this new star that's uh, come in. Ah! <laughs> yes. Ah! Johnny Curtis, go ahead. Yep. Um, so <laughs> are we going to see him actually wrestle at WrestleMania? Or oh, do you, absolutely. Or do you Tom, think... Tom and Johnny Curtis, he's going to wrestle. And let me tell you right now, that match is going to steal the show at WrestleMania because Tom, Don, Johnny Curtis, Finn Daniel, whatever you want to call him, the man is a hard worker. He spots like a champ. And let's think about this. Why is Jericho putting this match against Fondanzo? Well, creative thinks he's been, they're high on him, is what I'm trying to say. And it's not like a couple of years ago when Shameless was just brought up to the E and Triple H was going up against him. Triple H was building Shameless's resume early on. It's the same yep. thing. I can see Fondango beating Chris Jericho Sunday night. All right. By the way, uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on her? Yeah, well, I don't have any thoughts at all. Matter what your thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right, Jim. There, it, it, it does not matter what my thoughts are. I'll reserve them. I will reserve my thoughts. Um, all right. So just one, one last question. Oh, yeah, one last question, yeah. real quick. Does the streak end? In a word, no. No, it's not going to end. It's not going to end. If it were to end, I hate to say this because it's so cliche, it would end with a guy like John Cena because he's super Cena, as we call him on the North American Wrestling Connection, a podcast I do for CLW83.com. Uh, no, it's 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 not going to end the CM Punk, but it's going to be a great match. It always is when Taker is up against a big-name oh, yeah. uh, uh, opponent, it's going to be a big fight feel. Batman should close the close the night, but it's not because of course we want to see twice in a lifetime, twice in a year. Yeah. With spoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Hey, it goes to show you what I know. You said the streak. I thought you were talking about the Miami Heat. I was going to say that's over. Uh, all right, <laughs> Jim. As always, we appreciate you coming on with us here this evening. Uh, and listen, we're going to get you back on. Anyway, we'll get you. Yeah. We'll get you back on again in a few weeks. Uh, uh, as we get a little bit deeper into the baseball season, and we'll, I guess, see where things are going at that point, all right? Definitely. If I can quickly plug it, I have okay. a Facebook page for my baseball podcast, yep, facebook.com right. slash touch em all. Just yep. started it up. Yep. It's the official podcast for uh, baseball on the CLW83 network. And Mike, sidekick, you're invited on on future weeks uh, to uh, chat it up about the great national pastime we have here. You let me know when you want me on. I'll be there. You got it, my friend. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jim. You all right, good All stuff right. there from our uh, buddy Jim. Uh, of course, now I'm not sure whether I have any sports analysts left or not, considering that the two of you went on as much as you did about WrestleMania so, <laughs> and all that WrestleMania chat, so I'm not sure if I can trust any of my sports analysts. Um, all right, let's go over and take a look this week at our Frat House Facebook post of the week, uh, which has an NCAA basketball flavor, but unfortunately not a tournament-related one. Uh, but we had a bit of a controversy that kind of erupted uh, this past weekend over on the uh, Rutgers University campus uh, when multiple videotapes were released by ESPN of head coach uh, Mike Rice's abusive behavior during team practices. Basketballs being fired at, uh, at kids' heads, physically 
two-hand pushing uh, students out of the way, kicking uh, students. Um, now, I posted uh, here when uh, Rutgers made the move, uh, mind you, within 24 hours. I mean, it was within 24 hours of the release of the videos uh, of firing rights. When they did that, I put this post up, uh, uh, something, frankly, I think that they should have done, in, at least in my mind, I think something they should have done months ago when uh, allegedly they first became aware of the videos, because apparently they became aware of the videos about four or five months ago. I think they should have fired him then. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, this became our Brad House Facebook post of the week. It got a tremendous number of views, as you can well imagine, because it's, uh, you know, it's something that's just been happening in the past couple of days. Um, but many, many comments as well. Uh, and so there you have it. That's our post. And... Uh, We've gotten quite a few new uh, followers just in the past two weeks. A lot of new ones, actually. Uh, and we appreciate that. And listen, all of you can participate in this by simply going over to our Facebook page, uh, making sure you give it a like, and that is Frat House Sports. Go over to Frat House Sports, give it a like, and then you can participate in these posts as well. And jump in and give us your comments or put one up of your own. All right? Maybe it makes right here on the show. Stick with round ball, and we're going to go over and take a look at the pros of round ball. Uh, we just have about just about eight games remaining, uh, amazingly, in the NBA season. And let's take a look at the division leaders and where things are standing. Have there been any major changes? No, there really haven't. But we've had a couple of big things occur. Let's start it right off in the Atlantic Division with the New York Knicks. New York Knicks are on a little bit of a run of their own, 10-0 in their last 10. And now they're starting to pull away from the Brooklyn Nets. Now five games in front of them. Over in the Central Division, Indiana Pacers continue to uh, lead that one. Seven games over the Chicago Bulls. Southwest Division. Miami, who we were talking about for weeks and weeks there with that big, long, long streak. Well, they've now dropped a couple in a row recently. Uh, but nonetheless, are remain 17 games in front of the Atlanta Hawks. In the Northwest, Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, just three and a half games now in front of the Denver Nuggets. LA Clippers have dropped off just a bit over in the Pacific Division. Now they've dropped. Uh, in fact, I think they dropped like three, four games in a row this past week. They're five and five in their last ten, and six and a half games though. Still six and a half games in front of the Golden State Warriors, and the San Antonio Spurs uh, are five games in front of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yep, right. and yes. The uh, the Sixers and Milwaukee are in the East are the only two teams still in play. Yeah. Everybody else is either out or clinched. And then in the West, um, Utah, Portland, the Lakers, Houston, and Dallas are still fighting for their yeah, it's playoff amazing, spots. Amazing uh, from a from a Philadelphia standpoint, it's actually amazing uh, that they're still mathematically in contention. To be perfectly honest with you, but. Well, you know, you never know. We'll see how that goes yep. as we count down the last, I guess, about with eight games, it's got to be about two and a half weeks. That should be about it. Uh, let's go over and take a look at the NHL. Well, I'll go over and take a look at them anyhow. Yep, uh, no major I'm not division doing it. changes uh, over there. We've got just ten games remaining in that season. Let's take a look at the. Uh, let's take a look at those divisions. Pittsburgh Penguins now are seventeen points ahead of the New York Rangers. The Montreal Canadiens. This looks like probably the tightest division in all of the NHL. Right now, the Montreal Canadiens 
just one point ahead of the Boston uh, Bruins. Over in the southeast, this mediocre division that we've got here just keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Winnipeg Jets uh, lead the division with an 18-18-2 record. Folks, I don't know if you, do, if you can do the math on that, but that's exactly 500. <coughs> 38 points are just two points ahead of the Washington Capitals. What was that? What was that math again? Yeah, uh, 18, 18, and two. That's a 500 record. Um, you gonna check my math? You want to talk about that? Do you want to talk about a little hockey and check in my math? Uh, uh, just check your math. Oh, I'm not gonna talk about hockey. Oh, okay. In the Central Division, the Chicago Blackhawks still 16 points ahead of the Detroit Red Wings, and in the Northwest, the Minnesota Wild uh, continuing to be tied. Now, I said the other division was was closest. Uh, I guess maybe you could say this is actually the closest, but continuing to be tied with the Vancouver Canucks. However, Minnesota has the uh, edge on that in tiebreakers. Over in the Pacific Division, uh, Anaheim Duck, Ducks have dropped a few recently. However, continue to be 11 points ahead of the San Jose Sharks. So by next week at this time, we'll really be starting to wind it down in both the NBA and the NHL. And uh, I'll be giving you uh, what look like the probably the playoff matchups at that point. All right. <coughs> time for shout-outs. Yes, we are. We are time, thank time God. for shout-outs. Uh, we are at the end. Thank God. Thank God for the <laughs> shout-outs or thank God? Wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> make sure you get over and uh, join up with our uh, buddy Jonathan over at fanjunkies.net, where sports meet social media, uh, social networking, and sign up for that completely free. Just take you a couple of minutes, and you'll find uh, Sidekick and myself over there, along with Hundreds, thousands of others uh, of people with sports. Uh, that's all that's on our mind from all over the country. Fan Junkies Radio. Uh, we've had a couple of terrific shows. Last Friday, we did a whole program on the top, uh, the top uh, movies, sports best, movies, sports, sports movies ever made. Yep. Uh, we've got a poll up right now, which you can participate in up until about 11:30 tomorrow, uh, over on uh, Frat House Sports. And we'll be announcing tomorrow the results of that. But then we're not done. We're going to take those six categories and we're going to run them off to determine which of those six films will turn out to be the best sports film ever made. So we're going to go another week with that. But we'll announce the early results tomorrow. Our buddies down in uh, Maryland, HerbFM.com. Check them out. They've been rebroadcasting us. We truly, truly appreciate that. You saw Jim Williams on here earlier today. He's over there with CLW83 and our buddy Carl. Um, and they rebroadcast all of the Fan Junkies programs, including my Saturday program, which, by the way, Saturday, we're going to um, put you in time back. We go 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern time, starting this Saturday and going until the early part of September. That's the regular time for Frat House Saturdays on Fan Junkies Radio. We'll be at 1 o'clock on Saturday. But our buddy... Uh, Jim and Carl uh, over at CLW83 rebroadcast all of those. Fradhouseports.net, which is our website. I don't know if you noticed. Lots of good con new content up there. Absolutely. Including uh, the PGA article for this week, which will be in, uh, in uh, Texas again. And uh, also a great story up there from our buddies up at sportsblogger.com. Um, uh, um, about Boston, it, right? Yes, about Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas and why they hate Tim Thomas. Hmm. Got to check that out. Fryhouseports.net. All right? 
So there you have it. That's our show for this week. All right, we'll be coming back to you right here next week at our regular time. No change on that time. We're yep. always here. Uh, and we'll time. be able to recap the uh, results from WrestleMania 29. Ah, uh, yes, you'll be doing that. You'll be doing you can do that at the same time that I do the NHL update. How about that? Uh, In the meantime, keep us real, keep us live, and keep us going. We'll see you next week. Take care. All right, there you go. And that's uh, five minutes at the Pratt House, number 83. Anything there, uh, perhaps, uh, that you heard in that particular program that you'd like to uh, make a comment about uh, or something uh, that you liked, something you didn't like, something you disagree with, 347-237-5373. I'll hang with you here for a couple of moments. And uh, uh, if anybody wants to keep things going for a little bit, I can I can uh, hang around. Uh, in that particular program, you heard a, uh, for those of you that might be regular listeners, you heard a rather familiar voice, and that was the voice of Jim Williams. Um, Jim is a frequent contributor uh, to us here on our regular Fan Junkies uh, program that Jonathan and I do on uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. In fact, this past Monday, uh, Jim came in and pinch hit real quick. Kind of on short notice uh, for Jonathan, who unfortunately was down really, really ill and uh, could not uh, could not be on the program with me on Monday. So he was able to, uh, Jim was able to come in and pinch it uh, as a co-host on Fan Junkies Radio this past Monday. And uh, that was terrific. You also perhaps may have heard Jim before uh, on our WrestleChat program uh, with uh, Jonathan Regis and with uh, Brett uh, Klein Daniel on uh, Tuesdays. At nine o'clock, uh, he also participates in that uh, Wrestle Chat radio program right here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network. Uh, terrific, terrific uh, guy, uh, Jim is, and uh, wonderful, wonderful knowledge that he's got, as you just heard right there. Let's get you up to date with the uh, early uh, Major League Baseball games that I had told you would be going on, and uh, first pitch going out in around the one o'clock hour. Right now, in the bottom of the third, the uh, Red Sox and the Blue Jays are scoreless, 0-0. That is in the bottom of the third. The end of the third right now. The Washington Nationals are leading the Cincinnati Reds 2-0. Uh, in the middle of the third, you've got the uh, Seattle Mariners up on top of the Chicago White Sox, 1-0. And in the bottom of the third as well, the uh, Miami Marlins and the New York Mets right now are tied, 1-1. Those games are Obviously, all in progress. And there's our update right now for what's happening in Major League Baseball. And we'll be bringing you those baseball updates every Saturday here. That's what's great about coming to you on Saturdays, uh, particularly in the spring and summer, is that we've got baseball going now at this point. So that's 
good fun. All right, let's run around here real quick, and uh, let me uh, just remind all of you that are listening. Uh, this is Fan Junkies Radio Network, but Fan Junkies is a website itself, fanjunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Now, you know, you might be sitting there going, well, what the heck is that? Well, Fan Junkies is like Facebook, but it is just for sports fans. That's all it is. All right, you don't get all that other garbage that you get out on Facebook. It's an interactive social uh, network for sports fans from all over the country. Now, here's the best part about it: it's completely free. All right, there's no charge to cost to join this. It, it, it takes some time. It takes a couple of minutes. How about that? That's your investment: a couple of minutes to sign up. Fanjunkies.net. And the other great part about it is that it's a Facebook type interaction that looks like the old Facebook. You know, the Facebook before the timeline thing that came in, you know, uh, you know what, about a year ago or so that had everybody all perturbed? Yeah, it's, it looks like the old uh, Facebook. So get over there and join that up and, uh, you, you know, you'll find uh, Jim Williams and myself, and Jonathan Regis, Brett Daniel. You'll find all of us that are associated here with Fan Junkies Radio Network over on that and, uh, yeah, you can friend people and uh, just like you do on Facebook and the whole bit. And then you get involved in all the conversations and the posts about whatever your favorite teams are, your favorite uh, sports, whatever. There's all kinds of groups just like there are in uh, Facebook. You can join up with the, uh, you know, your favorite baseball team. You can join up with your favorite uh, football team, whatever. And you'll find people of similar uh, likes and ilks, you know, uh, fans of uh, whatever your favorite uh, football team might be. And you'll be able to connect with those folks as well and have conversations with them. So fanjunkies.net, all right? That's where you want to go. Get over there and sign up. It only takes a couple of minutes. Fan Junkies Radio right here, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 12 noon uh, with Jonathan Regis and myself. Um, we've been running something for the past uh, over a week now. Uh, terrific show yesterday. Uh, it actually started last Friday uh, when Jonathan and I uh, engaged in the conversation about the best sports movies ever made and we broke it down into six different categories football baseball hockey basketball boxing and other and uh, so we started that conversation last friday we came up with a ballot with all kinds of different titles under each one of those categories we created a interactive poll for each one of the categories uh, that was posted up on frathousesports.net, and uh, we allowed people to come in and vote on it, and then we released the results of that yesterday. It was fascinating in many respects. There were some surprises, I must say. Uh, I was a little bit surprised at some of the uh, some of the winners of these. In the other category, uh, Karate Kid came out on top. Boxing, it was Rocky. The Rocky uh, movies, number one and number two, that came out as the winner there. In the hockey category, it was Slapshot, no surprise. In the basketball category, Hoosiers, again, I didn't think that was much of a surprise. In the football category, it was Remember the Titans. That did come as a bit of a surprise to me. But I think the biggest surprise of all came in the baseball category where it was, one would think, oh, come on, it's got to be Field of Dreams, right? Uh Uh-uh. How about the Sandlot? Now, we're 
going to extend this out one more week. And what we're going to do is we're going to put together one more poll. And that poll is going to include all six of these particular movies. You'll be able to find that poll a little bit later on this afternoon over on our website, frathousesports.net. I think Jonathan's also going to make sure that it gets up on fanjunkies.net at some point. But you'll be able to find it uh, definitely over at Frat House Sports. There will be a poll that's going to list all six of these in that one poll. And what we ask you to do is go in on Frat House Sports or on Fan Junkies when it gets up over there and vote on what you think of these six was the very best sports movie ever made. And then Jonathan and I will come back and we will announce those winners next Friday on Fan Junkies Radio. As I said, Fan Junkies Radio right here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with Jonathan Regis and myself at 12 noon Eastern Time. You can catch it live or you can catch it archived. All of our programs are archived right here on Blog Talk Radio. All right. So check that out. Check out the uh, poll for that and uh, be a part of it. Be a part of it. Make your vote count. And uh, obviously a lot of people did because, uh, as I just pointed out, there were a couple of surprises in there. Also be checking out uh, our Wrestle Chat Radio. That is another program that's right here on the uh, Fan Junkies Radio Network. You heard a little bit of Wrestle Chat there from Jim Williams on my Five Minutes at the Frat House uh, program. Uh, uh, I guess kind of unfortunately. I am not a wrestling fan, folks. Uh, I am not. I, I mean, I just... I. Uh, I'm a sports purist, and I have a little bit of trouble with it. But I understand there are a lot of folks out there that really enjoy wrestling. Uh, Wrestle Chat Radio, and if you do, Wrestle Chat Radio is the place to be checking out. And that program with Jonathan Regis, Jim Williams, and Brett Clendaniel airs right here on Fan Junkie Radio uh, Tuesday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch it here live. Again, you can catch it archived. I mentioned at the top of the show our good buddies. John Leary and Scott Blooney, Sports Blogger Radio, Everything Boston. All right, you want to check out the Boston, the Boston uh, sports scene with the New England Patriots, the Boston Red Sox, the Boston Bruins, the Boston Celtics. These are the guys you need to be checking out. Sports Blogger Radio right here on Fan Junkies Radio Network, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Terrific, terrific program. I listen to them every single week. I'm not a Boston fan, obviously. I'm a Philly fan. But it's good to hear the perspective of Boston fans. You know, I like, I'm one of those kinds of people, I want to know what's going on, you know, in all sports, in all towns, all across the country. And to get that kind of perspective uh, from folks that are right there in the Boston area. And these guys have tremendous, tremendous sports knowledge about their Boston sports. So if you're a Boston person, you want to be checking out, or even if you're not a Boston person, I mean, I'm not got to be checking out Sports Blogger Radio right here, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and, of course, now uh, Frat House Saturdays here uh, with myself. Um, we've been going at this now for 14 straight weeks. Next week will be 15, as I'll be bringing to you, at that point, the radio rebroadcast of uh, Five Minutes at the Frat House. Now it'll be number 84 at that point. All right? And uh, don't forget, we are here live now for the... Spring and summer months, up until about early September, we'll be coming to you live here at 1 p.m. All right, not uh, not the 3 p.m. time that we've been running with before. I'll probably go back to the 3 p.m. time once uh, we get into the month of September. Uh, but for the time being, we are here at 1 p.m. 
until, well, just a little bit after 2 or so or thereabouts. Because I think right now we are about, what, 2.11 p.m. Uh, in the afternoon. Also want to give a big shout-out and a thanks to, again, Jim Williams and uh, our buddy Carl over at CLW83.com. you got to check them out. Uh, they rebroadcast all of the Fan Junkies uh, radio network programming. All of it you can find over at CLW83.com. Check them out. They've also got a lot of other wonderful podcasts. You heard uh, uh, Jim talking about uh, you know, the uh, Major League Baseball podcast uh, that uh, he'll, he'll be doing for CLW83 uh, upcoming. All right, so uh, great podcast they've got over there. Uh, plus, they've rebroadcast all the Fan Junkies Radio Network programs. So we appreciate that. We thank them, Jim and Carl. Hats off. Nice job. All right. Okay, that's our program for this Frat House Saturday. I will be back with you next week, as I said, to bring you five minutes to Frat House number 84. All right, make sure you get over. Check our videos out over on YouTube. Go over to YouTube, type in five minutes at the Frat House. Uh, or better yet, go over to uh, frathousesports.net. Also, make sure that you're liking us over on Facebook. All right, find us on Facebook, Frat House Sports. Make sure you're leaving spaces in between there. Frat House Sports, give us a like, all right, and you'll get up to date with everything that we're doing here at Frat House Sports and also with Fan Junkies Radio Network. All right, thanks for joining me again today. I will catch you all again next week. One more thing I'm going to ask you to do, and you know what it is. You got to keep us real, you got to keep us live, and you got to keep us going. Talk to you next week. Maybe you're a 49ers fan in Jacksonville or a Jets fan in Houston, and you're looking to connect with fellow fans from hundreds or thousands of miles away. Look no further than FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net is a social networking site dedicated to fans of every team and every league. Connect with baseball, football, basketball, and hockey fans from throughout the country and throughout the world. Get the latest news, take polls, and interact in live chats on game day. And best of all, it's absolutely free to join. Sign up today at FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking.